Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Scalzo, Chronicles of the End Times. Good to be with you today for part two of our interview with Dan Hennessy, the author of Without Time. So let's get right to it as Dan begins to explain to us more about the character Jimmy, young boy who has this journey from obscurity to be a prophet of God. Without really understanding what was happening to him, never really feeling like he was anything special, um, you know, that personality will continue in book two, but the events of book two get um, begin to address much more what's happening in the world around the end times and um, really gets into some of the, um, um, I guess, more, um, I was going to say tragic events, but things that are, you know, more profound. Maybe we can edit this part out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in book two, it's going to address a little bit more some of the um, cataclysmic events of the end times and, and the way that the this powerful movement of the Spirit um, kind of overlays on the dynamic of what's going on in the terms of evil growing in the world. Uh, so book two should be exciting. I'm um, kind of excited about the ideas I have for writing it, just need the time to sit down and do it. In the meantime, I've been working on a second um, series really, uh, which had started around the same time as uh, Without Time or over the same period of years. I've been working on both of these ideas. This one is a completely different um, uh, kind of a series of, of books. It was intended, whereas uh, Without Time is really much more for, uh, or it's intended, the audience is intended, the Christian audience, um, you know, people who are. Um, looking to deepen their walk with Christ. That's what the book is about. Um, this other book called The Near Go Chronicles is much more of an outreach book. It's more about people who are not sure about Christianity, and it's it's a way of taking them through a journey that's being experienced by somebody who's a brilliant scientist and kind of leading them through a bunch of discoveries that bring them to the re- realization that, um, you know, that God really created the universe and that there's much more going on than just um, what he could see scientifically initially. And it's kind of interwoven into some a little bit of a fantastic uh, adventure. Um, you know, it, gets, it gets back into, uh, you know, before the flood, Noah's flood, and um, there is, you know, sort of cross storylines that are happening um, around that. So it's not intended to be um, completely realistic, but it's a fun story. So I've been, I'm probably three quarters of the way through that first book and hopefully get that one finished pretty soon. The Bible certainly gives us uh, enough material, right? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, Hollywood's been using it for years. Um, I find that in the day in which we live, uh, obviously, uh, here at Chronicles, the end times, this is what we discuss many, many times. And uh, it kind of, life is kind of writing itself. You know, it's writing history. It's writing um, historical prophecy, if you want to say it that way, um, right in front of our eyes. And so I think it's important in this day and age uh, for books like that, like you're uh, doing right now, uh, to, you know, flesh it out for people. You know what I mean? We we need to be storytellers. We could be storytellers of the truth uh, in different angles and different ways that bring people into what we want them to understand, you know, and um, I do that a lot myself, take some, you know, liberties here and there, uh, which I think people appreciate in, in this world of, you know, uh, 
great cinema and movies, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, these extraordinary pictures and stuff they come out with. You know, it's kind of cool. I'm a sci-fi freak myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I love this stuff. Looking forward to uh, Star Wars and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, this, yeah, is who I, <laughs> this is who I am. But um, when you look at the Bible in that sense, it's uh, it's really phenomenal. It's a phenomenal story from beginning to end. It's got love stories. It's got uh, great wars and supernatural events. I mean, it, it, there's really nothing lacking. So um, it's a great uh, reservoir yeah. for us to draw from. It's exactly true. And even scientific uh, truths, you know, that are exposed through study of the word that, you know, God was talking about sitting on the circle of the earth long before anybody understood that the earth was shaped like a globe. That's right. Um, so I think, and as especially as you get into some of the science around um, Noah's flood, um, there's a lot of great research out there now that's been discovered through uh, archaeological sciences, carbon dating, other things that um, demonstrate, uh, you know, in a very powerful way that um, Noah's flood explains a tremendous amount of Earth's history. Um, uh, and then as you get into things like genetic analysis and DNA discoveries, um, people are realizing that evolution has, a, you know, more gaps in it um, then it has answers and that, uh, you know, it's really just all evolution is is another religion in effect. You know, people are looking at it as an alternative perhaps to God. Um, but it doesn't explain where we came from very well. No. And it, it is such an empty uh, theology, if you want to put it that way. You know, it's, it's just like here you are, you know, you're just this creature or whatever, you know what I mean? And you're just going to die and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so hopeless. And I think uh, in today's world where we see the suicide rate uh, skyrocketing and and people in such despair um, and the epidemic of hate, you mm-hmm. know, that's out there now, um, you know, it's only Christ can bring us to that place of peace, you know, and knowing that there is a plan. Yeah. And we are made in the image of God and God has a plan for us and he loves us dearly and he's given us all these great opportunities. I always say that, you know, it's important for Christians to read the Old Testament mm-hmm. as much as it is to read the New Testament. Because you read the Old, and then you can appreciate the I am from the bush being mm-hmm. the I am on the cross. Yeah. And and the door that God has opened for us, mm-hmm. you know, is, is a door of love and compassion and grace and forgiveness uh, versus the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. you know, and— uh, God is love is true, but he's a lot of other things, too, that people don't like to talk about. My grandmother, at 80 years old, she started reading her Bible. She always really loved the Lord. She walked two miles in the freezing cold to go to church in the morning, and when none of else, her family would go. She would start reading the Old Testament. She'd call me in a huff, oh, my God, they're killing everybody, and I'm going, Grandma, what's going on? What's going on? I'm reading the Old Testament. Oh, you need to get out of there, you know. <laughs> but uh, it, it's good for us to to have the balance. And right. um, I'm looking forward to this yeah. new book. Do you have a yeah. – uh, what's the title going to be on this one? The new book, well, right now it's called The Neargel Chronicles. It's had a couple of different titles. Um, we'll see where it ends up with. Uh, Neargel is an old Welch word that means mysterious mystery or mysterious secret. Um, and the, the storyline is around a family that, you know – survives Noah's flood. It's a cousin of Noah. Like I said, it's a fantastical story. Um, But in the way that they survive, they're shielded from um, 
things that changed the DNA in Noah's family. So they end up basically retaining their pre-Diluvian, you know, uh, uh, form, I guess, right? So they, they can live 800 years and they have a tremendous intelligence, that kind of thing. So it's a fun story. Um, yes, that's absolutely. That's what the are about. <laughs> absolutely. That's very, very cool. Jimmy in this story has visions and um, mm-hmm. there's angelic encounters. And my listeners know what I think about it. But in your book, there's so many cool things, supernatural things that happen. Uh, I'd like to know your take on it. What you, what do you feel? Um, what kind of part does angels play in our daily lives? Well, I think you know. I think the Apostle Paul talks about we see through a glass darkly. Um, he, you know, he was speaking in sometimes in the context of our eternal um, condition, right, where we're going in eternity. Um, but I think uh, he certainly was one who lived um, a tremendous number of experiences that demonstrated the reality of spiritual forces. If you read the New Testament, you can't get through the Gospels without being um, you know, struck by the fact that it seemed like there were demons everywhere. Right? Jesus was always mm. casting out uh, demons, and he certainly spoke to them and, and acknowledged their existence. So, yeah, I think that... Um, I think that the Bible is a reflection of what is really happening in the world and that, um, you know, these things do exist. Um, and they, they're influencing the uh, events around us, um, not just in our own personal lives, but on a national scale and, you know, politically and other ways. So uh, we have to be you know, aware that we are in a time, um, not that, uh, I guess, the influences of evil have necessarily changed a lot over time. I think that um, there's been sort of the same impetus uh, in, on the side of evil throughout the years. And you can see in, you know, events in history over time where it's spiked to tremendous, you know, hor- horrific levels. Um, and then it seems like God is able to, you know, bring it back or help people bring it back. Um, and then it goes again. But I think uh, anything that we've seen historically is going to pale to what we finally see in the end times when, you know, evil is really released on the world, especially after the rapture when the, um, the salt and the light are taken out. And um, so I, I think it's important for us to, to recognize those. As far as kind of understanding, um, you know, the viewpoint that uh, that the book has, um, there's a great illustration that was written by uh, C.S. Lewis called um, Meditations in a Tool Shed. I don't know if you've ever oh, looked yeah. at it. Um, but he talks about um, he's in a, a dark tool shed on a sunny day, and he sees this beam of light coming through the crack at the top of the door, and it's and it's illuminating one spot of sort of you know filthy black wood, you know, in the tool shed. Um, the first thing that that his eyes are drawn to are the specks of dirt that are floating in the air. So he sees the dust, you know, and and he sees the beam itself. He sees the way that it transforms the look of the wood, you know, when it hits and it reflects, and it reflects even off of black wood. It's reflecting enough so that he can see his way around inside this tool shed. But then he steps into the sunbeam and he turns toward it and he actually looks at the sunbeam, uh, through the sunbeam, if you will, at the crack in the door. And he says a couple of things immediately happen. One is the tool shed becomes invisible. He can't see the tool shed anymore. Um, and then he can't see the sunbeam anymore either because instead of the beam, he's looking at um, what's beyond the crack in the door. He can see the leaves in the trees and he can see the sky and he can see the sun millions of miles away. Um, and it's a completely different perspective. And so he draws on that and he, he, he talks about how being 
in something is so different than looking on something or looking at something. You know, one correlation he draws is um, seeing a young couple in love is completely different than being in love. Or, you know, looking at a brain scan of somebody thinking is completely different than experiencing thought. Um, and so the story, this story really was about Jimmy stepping into the sunbeam. So he was, mm-hmm. he was um, not just seeing the effects of the spiritual world, but he was able to kind of look into the spiritual world and experience that himself. So um, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's basically where, where the story came from. No, that's awesome. You know, those kind of things is what makes us get up in the morning. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's uh, knowing that there's something else there. And we know as Christians that it's the Lord himself and all that he's created and that he's made us the crown of his creation, which is really bizarre. And, you know, when we think about it, sometimes you get up in the morning and look at yourself and you go, how can I be that? You know, but, but God's love transforms us. It's powerful, powerful stuff. Dan, it's been great having you today. Thank you, Dan. And Thank you very much. And this weekend on Amazon, you can get Daniel Ignatius' new book, Without Time, for 99 cents, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then the price begins to go up from there. It's a seven-day promotion. So check it out. Saturday morning, get right there, and you'll get it for 99 cents. This is Russ Scalzo for Chronicles of the End Times. God bless. Keep looking up. The King is coming. And it's